Welcome to Farming God, where we explore America's spiritual revolution. Why America? Well, for the last eight months, I've been hammering on the pillars of China's spirituality. In between swings of the sledge, I began to turn the spotlight upon myself, living in the U.S. of A. Today, we're going to explore Christianity in a historical context. Not because this is a Christian podcast, but because in order to understand the spiritual revolution happening in America, we need to start with Christianity. And you need to know where it's taking us. we are seeing more and more intellectuals and academics abandon the values of the Christian faith. If you remember, that's David Aikman from Farming God's China series. This trend he's talking about extends far beyond academia. The rise of religiously unaffiliated Americans over the last few decades is the most dramatic shift in American religious history. And if it continues, there will be as many religiously unaffiliated Americans as Protestants by 2051. Spirituality will remain, but Christianity as we know it will not. Steadfast church leaders write this off as just another youth's rebellion against organized religion. But history tells us that something much larger is brewing in the Latinized world. To understand what's happening in the church, you have to understand that about every 500 years, we feel compelled to have a giant rummage sale. Phyllis Tickle was one of the most prolific spirituality writers of the last 50 years. Sadly, she died in 2015. This is a recording of her speaking at St. John's Cathedral in Denver, Colorado, about Christianity's 500-year cycle, one of which we are currently on the brink of. For some reason, every 500 years goes through a huge upheaval. Um, And that upheaval is across every part of life. It's not just the church itself. It's everything in the culture that goes whoopee and then comes back down, that goes through a a rummage sale. Um, Which is to say that if you go back 500 years from where we are right now, you hit the Great Reformation. The Great Reformation was the 16th century division from the Catholic Church. Led by Martin Luther's 95 Theses, these new Christians became known as Protestants. And from them, denominations like Methodists, Presbyterians, and Baptists emerged. So for the first time, there's something other than Catholicism. Let's keep going. Uh, And if you go back 500 years from that, you hit the Great Schism in 1054. This is the 11th century split between the Eastern Orthodox Church and the Roman Catholic Church. One of the main points of disagreement being whether leavened or unleavened bread should be used for communion. Moving on. 500 years before that, you hit the great decline and fall of the Roman Empire. Religiously relevant because of the newfound importance of Christian monasteries. If you go back 500 years before that, you hit, whoops, uh, the great transformation, uh, the change of the era. Also known as the birth of Jesus. Because each time we go through one of these things, Everything changes. The one we're going through right now is called the Great Emergence. Acknowledging religion as a social construct, we see these 500-year rummage sales not only affecting the popular religion of the time, but causing wild social chaos. For convenience and chronological proximity, let's focus on the Great Reformation. 
This is where things get interesting. The one we are most familiar with historically is the Great Reformation. Besides for the birth of Protestantism, technology and politics were undergoing extreme change as well. Wrenches were being chucked into the gears of society, creating a culture fantastically similar to today. See if you can spot the similarities. Let's start with technology. The Great Reformation would not have happened without the invention of the printing press. Protestants were not only able to distribute literature, they were insistent on literacy. Reading could free them from the authoritarian Catholics. They no longer needed a pope, bishop, or priest to tell them what to believe. They could read it for themselves. As crucial as this was, the printing press wasn't the only cultural change. It was the rise of the nation state. It was the coming of the middle class. It was the birth of capitalism. And oh, by the way, it gave us Protestantism. The days of feudal peasant farmers serving nobility in exchange for protection were over. Peasants became independent entrepreneurs, earning a living through market economies that began emerging throughout the new nation state. A middle class society was born. Within this new infrastructure, feudal peasants were no longer society's foundation. The individualistic nuclear family emerged as the familia structure. Economically, this period is the birthplace of capitalism. Now, cash instead of land meant power. Big changes were happening, not so different from the West today. To make sure I didn't stretch this comparison too far, I brought in my dear roommates, Sarah and Reed, to reassure my sanity. To begin, let's start with technology. We've moved past the grand usefulness of the printing press and have entered the age of the... The internet. Uh, the internet and uh, different media outlets on news channels. It's more than just like the books we have on our shelves. We can Google anything at any time. We don't have to remember anything. Yes, the internet, where all knowledge lives a click away. But what about politically? Not much is going on here, right? No, nothing. <laughs> I think it's in a lot of disarray. <laughs> I think everybody would agree that, about that. Need I say more? 500 years ago, the economy became an interconnected nation state. Now we are in an intertwined global economy. Cash is losing power as the power of information secedes it. Could this be a sign of the end of capitalism? And I also think there's a trend with our generation, with millennials, to maybe try and opt out of that system or at least try and like opt out of the rat race somewhat um, and create our own path so that we're not uh, tied down to this idea that we, you know, have to spend all of our time working to make money to buy things. Buying less things equals no good for capitalism. I took economics once. And when it comes to the religious shift of the 21st century, the trend seems pretty obvious. People are uh, less religious, our generation. We, we tend not to care. And even the ones who are religious tend not to care if other people are. And it's just, we don't talk about it a lot. Um, I mean, people are overwhelmingly less religious. 
if somebody would walk up to me and tell me they were this and that, uh, I wouldn't care. Socially, you think we've moved on from the importance of the nuclear family? Um... Do we really need a replacement? Because... I like to think that there's somewhat of a movement to moving back towards communities. Like, more older people are choosing to live with other people their age rather than stay alone in their homes forever. And it's not just grandparents. Millennials like us move wherever we want. Sarah is from upstate New York. Reed is from Austin, Texas. And I grew up in Minnesota. We and our eight other roommates are models of this societal shift. We are a transient family. We eat together, sometimes do chores, and always celebrate. Most importantly on holidays, like Friendsgiving. I wasn't around 50 years ago, but I can't really imagine a situation like this. Multiple couples living together in a couple houses out of wedlock would have been looked on as normal. Now no one really bats an eye. This is social wonkiness. Uh, and when Luther came along uh, 500 years ago in the last brouhaha, the last rummage sale, the last tsunami, he, for very good reasons, had to get rid of the established uh, authority, which was the curia, the papacy, uh, and the magisterium. Um, and uh, those things weren't valid anymore. And so he cast about and asked, who, where now are the rules? Uh, who, where now is the authority? And he answered the question very clearly. Sola scriptura, scriptura sola. And having arrived at that, uh, he put in place both the wonder and the disaster of the last 500 years and the thing that we are now busily disestablishing. Deconstructing the old is the easy part. Now it's time to build. If you're a part of the fast-growing, religiously unaffiliated, it may be isolating, but you're far from alone. Today's spiritual emergence is a diverse experience way too big to address in just this one episode. As the Native Americans, the 18th century Japanese, the Buddhists, the ancient Greeks, and our entire hunter-gatherer ancestry knew so well, everything is spiritual. And it can be for us, too. When we become unsettled about what's happening to the institutional church, when we become unsettled about what's happening to some of our young people and some of our older folk uh, also, um, we are consoled, I think, uh, if we take the long lens of history. If you missed that 2017 is the 500-year anniversary of the Protestant Reformation, I don't blame you. There's been a lot going on this year. A timely coincidence? Or could there really be something to these 500-year cycles? I don't know. But even if these 500-year hinge periods are just an oversimplified structure for us to neatly package history, it doesn't really matter because it's not the point. It's in its ability to look at our current situation in perspective, make us feel a little bit smaller, and hopefully see there's still a way to live in America. We'll discuss one of these ways next week on Farming God. I've jumped into doing this podcast thing full time. I don't want your money, but what 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 but what but what 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 would help is if you left an iTunes or Stitcher review. Next week I'll announce the names of anyone who leaves a rating on iTunes or Stitcher. Not just reading your names, announcing it. Reverb and all.
I'd like to thank my family at the Duchess Compound. Phyllis, her book is called The Great Emergence, How Christianity is Changing and Why. If you're into this, she does an awesome job like running through all these little details, and especially for the most recent one, building up the last hundred years and what has kind of gotten us to this one that's happening now. The facts about religiously unaffiliated growth was from the Public Religion Research Institute. The music in this episode is by Taba, T-A-B-A-H. I have a new album called Symmetry Somewhere. You can hear more on tabasound.com. <laughs>